We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. And if you're listening to this episode on December 26th, I hope that you had a beautiful holiday with the ones that you love, whether that's your family, whether that's your chosen family. Maybe it was just with yourself. I just hope that it was lovely and wonderful. So, we are wrapping up 2023 and it's been quite the year as I've been doing my reflection process. It's kind of mind blowing what happens in a year. A lot can happen in a year and you don't think that a lot can happen until you sit down and you reflect. And there's been some high highs and some low lows. And I just don't think that there's ever going to be a year where that doesn't exist. Something that I noticed while doing my end of year reflection is some of the patterns and behaviors from 2022 that I still have going strong. And it's not a space to judge myself. It's just more of a inquiry and curiosity of, well, why is this still happening? Or why is this still a challenge that I'm facing? And I realize it's because I'm not learning from it and I'm not actually taking the reflection process and going a step further in applying the lesson into the next year. So something that I'm really focusing on as I go into 2024 is choosing three lessons from 2023. And that's going to be my guiding light. That's going to be my North star. That's going to be my lighthouse. Like that obstacle, those obstacles that I have faced that I keep running into, I'm focusing on that. You know, sometimes we do these reflective practices and I'm super guilty of doing this and just like going through the motions of it, but not taking the valuable insights and really applying it and doing a evaluation process multiple times a year to make sure that you are on track. And I use on track because that's, you know, it's a thought. It's not actually a fact to be on track, but to make sure you're tracking with what your focus is, what your intention is for the year. So I wanted to record this episode. I do a similar episode every single year at the end of the year, because it's really important to reflect on your progress. Um, And it's really important to reflect to progress. So we want to be able to celebrate our wins, to celebrate our losses, to celebrate our failures and to make a plan to move forward. And the only way to do that is by reflecting. So I want to talk about the importance of reflection, the benefits of a year end review. I'll walk you through a simple reflection evaluation process. I also want to talk about the role that your nervous system plays in your reflecting process and what state that you want your nervous system to be in when you're reflecting and then how to integrate this into your daily life. And when you listen all the way to the end of this episode, I'll share some journal prompts for you that you can really do on your own to make 
to make sure that you set yourself up to have the type of year that you want to have in 2024. So let's talk about the importance of reflection. You know, reflection is the foundation of personal and professional growth. It helps you assess your strengths and areas for opportunity and growth. It's also a time to celebrate your successes and learn from your mistakes. And this is key because any successful person that you see out there in the world that you admire, their success is built on learning from their mistakes. And I emphasize the learning because it's really the lessons, not the mistake that we want to focus on. We're going to make mistakes. Humans make mistakes. Something that I've been grappling with is making mistakes. And someone that teaches a lot of high achievers, works with a lot of high achievers, it's funny to find my own sneaky perfectionist cycle and how it's manifested in different ways in my life. And making mistakes is a very human thing. And it's very important that we make mistakes so we can learn from them and grow. Now, a mistake is only a mistake or a quote unquote failure if you don't learn from it. And that's something that I've noticed. Some of the things that I reflected on and didn't learn from them, they repeated this year. Of course they did. Of course they did. How could they not? But now that I have that awareness, I'm making sure I double down on the lesson and really apply it into the new year. It's really important as we talk about reflecting, you know, it's not looking in the rear view mirror and looking back. It's also, it's really using the past experience to inform your future decision. We are past focused human beings. We look to the past to determine what's safe, what's not safe, what's right, what's not wrong. And we tend to fall into the cycle of looking to the past and repeating mistakes from the past, because that's what our brain knows. It's familiar. It loves that. And we just default to familiar and safety. But when we can learn from our past experience to to inform future decisions, that's what puts you in a flex, right? It's really important to notice that distinction as we look to the past to determine what's safe and what's good. And we're just going to repeat the past. If we look to the past to inform our decisions about the future, that's going to set yourself up for success. So this actually leads to more strategic and intentional choices in both personal and professional environment. So the other piece that I want to talk about is emotional regulation and decision-making. When stress is high, intelligence is low. You don't want to make decisions from your emotional brain. It (laughs) ends up, this is something that I've learned. It ends up creating more problems. So reflecting helps in understanding and managing your emotions. So when you can recognize your emotional response, it can help lead to more thoughtful responses in challenging situations. Like if you start to notice your pattern in situations, that's when you can start shifting and changing it and becoming more attuned to your body and the sensations that you have in any given situation. So it's really important that you pay attention to how your body responds to challenging situations. And being able to learn how to respond versus react to life's events really fosters a more mindful approach to decision-making. I think, you know, all of us can relate that we tend to react to things. We tend to make decisions from an emotional place. And then once we're not in an emotional place, we tend to regret those decisions. But something that's important to know is there's no right or wrong decision. We make the decision right or wrong with our brain. And sometimes we make a decision with the information that we have that's 
that's the best that we know. But when, again, if your stress is high, you're not accessing your logical brain, you're not accessing your higher executive function, and you're just making decisions based off of fear and overwhelm and stress. And that's not a type of place that you want to be making decisions. So it's really helpful when you reflect to kind of look at your emotional responses to things and decide how you want to do things different. There's this really important concept that I've been learning with understanding nervous system resilience is there's the training that we do, which is the daily regulate self-regulating practices. There's the game day, which is the challenging life ex- uh, circumstance or experience. And then there's this time to debrief and to evaluate and reflect what worked, what didn't work. And let me tell you, I'm like living this every single day in this new phase that I'm at with an almost two-year-old. There's been so many instances where I've handled situations and I probably would have given myself a C plus. I'm like, oh, not great. And this is what I learned from it. In the past, I would have brushed it aside and I would have fallen deep into a shame spiral. I can't say that the shame spirals don't show up, but I'm able to catch them sooner and I'm able to get myself out of them versus the past. I would just kind of shove it down, push it away and act like it didn't exist. So those are two really important pieces of the reflection. It's the foundation for personal and professional growth. And then it also helps with emotional regulation and future decision-making. So now let's talk about the benefits of a year-end review. Number one, it gives you clarity and direction. When you do a year-end review, it is going to give you the clarity that you need to help you move forward. It helps you identify what matters and it helps you prioritize and prioritize just one thing at a time, not priorities because priorities leads to overwhelm. So having this clarity is essential for setting meaningful and aligned goals rather than pursuing goals that don't resonate on a personal level and just quote unquote, look good. When you do a year in review, it helps you set realistic goals. Like you want a goal to stretch you, but you also want it to be realistic, right? If you set a goal that you want to climb uh, Mount Everest and you've never hiked before, like that's just setting yourself up for failure. You want to set yourself up for something more realistic, which might be like climb to the top of Camelback Mountain, um, which is a mountain here in Phoenix, um, which is a great starting place. It's a great starting place. But, you know, you want to be realistic. You want to set yourself up for success. You do want to stretch yourself, but you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to feel defeated before you even start. So reflecting on past achievements and the, the things that you have experienced throughout the year and challenges just provide insights into what's feasible and what's not. And that's okay. So I really want you to consider what your resources are, what your constraints are, and really get into a place where you can set a goal from a realistic place that's going to help stretch you and help you grow. Another benefit of a year in review is leading to a more fulfilled and meaningful 2024. This contributes to a sense of fulfillment and contentment because once you understand your past journey, you can make a more informed and satisfying choice about your future. And this leads to fulfillment. I love to set goals from a place of abundance and not from a place of lack, which is such a foreign concept because people set goals because they think it's going to make them feel more complete and more whole. And let me tell you, it doesn't. All it does is make you realize that you're not ever doing enough. 
So when you realize that you already have enough and you are enough and you set goals to help you expand, it really shifts the dialogue. And I think the only way to do that is by reflecting on how badass of a year you've had. Yes, there have been challenges. Yes, there's been hard things that have happened. Yes, there's been on the ground moments, but that doesn't negate the amazing things that you've accomplished big and small from the year. So understanding your past journey is key for a more fulfilled life. Um, also, you know, a part of my coaching philosophy and something I do with my clients is we do evaluations regularly, you know, especially if you have multiple roles, you wear multiple hats and you have a shit ton of responsibilities. It's very important to reflect and to evaluate, to help you reinvent success on your own terms. And this just leads to contentment, fulfillment, and personal satisfaction. And this is so important because when you don't stop to look at what's working and what's not working, um, you're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And you're going to get stuck in the cycle of what you think you should be doing versus what you want to be doing. And that's what the whole reinvention process is, is focusing on what you want, not what the world tells you to want. So let's talk about a process really simple. It doesn't require much. All you need is some uninterrupted time, a calm environment, and also a calm nervous system. So I'll talk about how to set yourself up. And then I'll talk about, um, your nervous system state also depends on your reflection process. So setting aside uninterrupted time, just quality time for the process, free from distractions, no phone, no computer, no children, no dog, no partner, no friends. I mean, you could do friends to hold you accountable, but just making sure you choose the people that you review with wisely uh, because you don't want it to be more of a distraction. We want you to view this as not a waste of time of like, oh, I have to do this. It's valuable investment in yourself because this is a, a meeting with your future self. And I would view it as one of the most important meetings of the year, because this signifies your personal growth. So number one, set aside uninterrupted time. Number two, create a comfortable, relaxing, but inspiring environment. So an environment that has the space for you to foster your reflective thinking, not a cluttered space, not a busy coffee shop or a place that you're going to get distracted by. Create a space that feels peaceful and conducive to deep thought. This could be anywhere that feels safe and comfortable. You could also add your own personal touches. So maybe you have some photos from the year. Maybe you have some quotes, some calming music, or maybe a candle or incense that helps really relax you into the space. And then you want to review the year. So obviously when we look at the year as a whole, it can be really overwhelming. I like to break it down into different categories. So there's the personal and there's professional, but then under personal, there's relationships. There is spirituality. There is health and well-being. There is environment. Those areas really make it easy for you to kind of get more specific about what's working well, what's not working well, and what you want to do differently in each of those areas. And then on the other side is professional. You can break that down by your career, your finances, your time management. And when you look at it from that standpoint, again, it helps you get more clear of what's working, what's not. So once you break down those key areas of your life, then you want to go through a very specific evaluation process what's working, what's not working, 
And what will I do differently next time? Now, you always want to start with what's working and it's very important because it helps prime your brain for the positive and it helps you create a more neutral place to observe versus judge yourself. You want to be curious about what's not working. You don't want to be judging yourself and being hard on yourself. So we want to break it down in that order. What's working, what's not working, and then what am I going to do differently? So the way that you can really do this uh, as you review the past year is look at any goals, revisit any goals in these certain areas of your life and make sure that you acknowledge the achieved goals and the unachieved yet goals. And I say yet, cause maybe they just haven't come to life yet, but it might be something you're still working on. That's taking longer than you anticipated. Then you want to focus on the what's working. What are the highlights? What are you celebrating big and small? What are the achievements? What is the, yes, I did this. And this can also include failures. Like it's okay to celebrate a failure. You can say, Hey, I did this thing and it failed. And I learned so much to me. That's a win. Then the challenges, what's not working, reflect on the hurdles that you face. How did you overcome them? Or maybe you didn't overcome them. This is the, this is the magic right here. What's not working. What were the challenges? Because then that turns into the lesson, identify the key lessons and learn how they can be applied in the future. And that's, what's going to create the plan for your next year. What am I going to do differently? So let's say, you know, some of those key areas of your life, you're not focusing on maybe like relationships are solid and that wasn't a part. So you don't have to focus on that. It could be more home environment, or it could be health and wellness. You want to take that piece of what's not working. And that becomes your main focus for 2024. That becomes a part of your intention. And so, for example, let's say that you're focusing on your health and wellness and what worked for you was you incorporated some new habits and, um, rituals, and you can talk about which ones are working. Then you can talk about which ones didn't work for you. And then you talk about what you're going to do differently in the new year. So this is a really important piece because if you don't focus on what you're going to do differently, you're just going to end up repeating what didn't work because that's how our brains work. We just go to what we know and we are what we repeatedly do. So that's the process. Really simple. Just find some space and time where you won't be interrupted. No distractions, create a peaceful environment, break down the different life areas and go through what worked, what didn't work. And what are you going to focus on next year? Now, if you have a big list of what you're going to focus on next year, you're going to just break it down into three main focus areas because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. And you just want to think about what is the most important right now. What are the most important things right now that's going to get you to where you want to go or be the type of person you want to be? And that's how you want to decide what your main areas of focus is going to be. Okay. So before we wrap up, I do want to talk about the role in your nervous system in the reflection process. So bringing awareness to your nervous system will help improve your insights into your emotional patterns, but you can only do this when you are emotionally regulated. So if you feel frazzled, you feel stressed, you feel overwhelmed, do not do your reflection process. Come back when you feel balanced, calm, and grounded. It's as simple as that because the state in which your body is, is going to determine the lens in which you view your life. And so if you feel stressed and overwhelmed, you're going to think that you had a shit 2023 and it's just that you're going to have shit 2024 and you're just going to feel like a victim and everything's doom and gloom and nothing's working and everything's terrible and it just doesn't feel good. So Emotionally regulate before 
either do some breath work, some balanced breathing, orient in your space, do anything that's going to help you create calm in your body. Because when you have that connection, it's so much easier to reflect and you're not judging yourself. I always tell my clients, are you an emotional judge or an emotional scientist? What do you choose? Okay. So the mind body connection is so important in the reflection process, because when you understand physical cues and sensations like stress and relaxation or excitement, it's going to help you identify emotional states and triggers. So being able to become more attuned to these cues is going to ultimately help you in the long run, not repeat the same patterns. So the best way to do this is by doing body scans, scanning up from your feet, up to your head, noticing the areas that you feel tight and, and constricted and breathing into that space, just giving yourself that space to notice makes a huge difference in the reflection process. Even as you're going over your, um, what didn't work, the failures, the, the challenges, notice what happens in your body. Do you get really tight? Do you start to sweat? Do you feel your body having a stress response as you're recalling that is so important to know and pay attention to, and then bring yourself back into balance after you have an emotional response in the reflection process. So reflecting is not dedicated to the end of the year. This is something that I think if you do every quarter, every month, every week, even every day will make the biggest difference in your life. But the key is taking the information of what's not working, what you're going to do differently and truly applying it. So you can do simple daily or weekly exercises that include breath work, meditation, journaling to encourage ongoing self-awareness and growth. Uh, because personal growth and emotional regulation contribute to your overall resilience and your well-being. And having a consistent practice will help you maintain emotional balance and it will help you respond to life's challenges because life challenges aren't going to go away. As we know, we have way more challenges sometimes than we have wins. And the more resilient that we, the more resilient we are within our body, the easier it is for us to to move through it, to um, face it and head on, to stay open to the challenges. And the way that we do that is through the reflective process. So now I want to share a couple of journal questions. And this is just for you to kind of get the juices flowing. Um, and if you don't have any questions, of course, reach out to me, but, um, I want to share some questions that I find really helpful. So we start with a very overview, a general overview of just your year as a whole. Um, the first question is what was the greatest achievement this year and what did it teach you? What are my three greatest achievements this year and what did they teach me. The next question, what were the most significant challenges I faced and how did I overcome them? And why am I better because of them? The next question, what are the values that guided my decision this year? What values were really present in my life? What values were not present 
Where was I misaligned this year? And then you can really focus on what areas did you see the most growth? What areas did you really grow the most in your life and how has it benefited you? And what are three things I want to let go of as I move into the new year? What am I still holding on to? What stories, what beliefs, what dreams or goals that aren't really mine that I still think I need to achieve? How do I let that go? How do I make space? And then the last question, what is my top priority for the upcoming year and what steps that's the, what wasn't working and what am I going to do about it? What steps will I take towards it and give yourself the space. Sometimes you look at, you write a question down and you might blankly stare at the page. Just give yourself some space, breathe into it. Give yourself the space. And I'm telling you, you have inner wisdom that wants to come out. It just needs the space to do so. And that's why a reflective process is so powerful. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that you got something from this episode. I hope that you feel called to reflect on your year. And I'd love to know what your biggest wins are. I'd love to know what your biggest lessons are. So please share any insights that you got from this reflective process. This is the last podcast episode of 2023. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for listening. I literally record this every single week for you, my listener. I just am so grateful. Um, It's been quite the year of podcasting. I've had some incredible guests and I'm so excited to continue this journey into the new year with you. So with that, please send any topics, any guests, any ideas, any feedback. I create this for you. I don't do this for me. I do this for you. So if you ever have an idea and you're like, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool if you covered this or, oh my gosh, you need to have this guest on the show. I want to hear it. I am just open to it all. So please send it my way. Okay. I hope that you have such a beautiful rest of the year. I hope that you give yourself the space that you deserve to just be with yourself, to enjoy yourself. There's no rushing. I do believe that January 1st is an arbitrary date. I really do. I just think that it's um, another day of the week and we get to decide when we want our new year to begin. So if you wake up on January 1st and you're not feeling like a new year, new me type of person, that's okay. Cause it's still the middle of the winter. So that is a, okay. My friend, give yourself the time. There is no rush. I'm actually wearing a bracelet right now. I have two very important bracelets. One of them says be here now. And the other is you have time. And that feels so good. So if you need that reminder is you have time, there is no rush. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it until next time.